everybody, what's up? And welcome back to Inside College Admissions, a podcast presented by SCORE. I'm Elena, and today I'm here with a very special guest, Liz McGonigal, who is part of the SCORE team and also has a lot of experience working in colleges and working with college admissions. So Liz, I'm so excited for our conversation today, getting to know colleges from the campus or the couch. Elena, thanks for having me. I'm really looking forward to chatting with you about this topic. Thank you so much, Liz. Can you give the audience like a little background on what you do here at SCORE and then also your experience in admissions? Sure thing. So at SCORE, I'm a senior engagement strategist. I work with our college partners to help them maximize their presence on SCORE. But prior to joining SCORE, I spent around 10 years in higher education with a specific focus on college admissions. So I started my career at the University of Pennsylvania, where I worked with the Penn Alumni Interview Program, and then also read applications for Wharton's MBA program part-time. Really interesting to get to know the alumni community, but also the prospective student community, as well as the graduate school community there. And then I did a pretty hard pivot and went to a very small liberal arts college for my next stint. So I spent around seven years at Bates College up in Lewiston, Maine, where I ended up, my last role, I was a senior associate dean of admission and director of marketing and communications. So in my role at Bates, again, because we're a small institution, you do a little bit of everything. So I traveled all over the country and the globe. I read applications from thousands of students. I got to sit in on admission committee, make recommendations, help to build our class, which was really fulfilling, incredible work. And I also managed all of our marketing and communications. So if you were looking at a Instagram post five years ago, there's a chance that I wrote it. If you received an email from Bates six years ago, there's a chance that I wrote it. So thinking about how we could really tell the Bates story to a larger audience through different medium, that was a lot of the work that I did. A big part of working in any admission office, no matter whether the school is big or small, is connecting with students and their supporters, as well as counselors. So I've had hundreds of conversations with really interesting folks. Um, and something that seems to come up quite a bit is this process is overwhelming. I have no idea where to start. How do yeah. I get to know a school? Um, and if you're working at an institution, you really know what makes a school special. You've chosen to work there. You have a sense of the unique attributes of it. But if you're a student who's looking at a list of over a thousand colleges, it can be really hard to distinguish what type of institution might be a good fit for you. So I'm excited to speak to this topic of getting to know institutions, whether you're able to go to a college campus or you're unable to make it to a college campus, how can you really get a sense of place, of vibe, of community, um, regardless of your circumstances? Liz, I'm so excited. That just, I feel like you are someone who has so much knowledge about this and are the perfect person to talk to because I felt that. Like, I felt that same situation where I'm sure that the people who worked at colleges love the college and know so much about its values. But then when you're a student and you have so many colleges at your disposal, it's really hard to tell what the quote unquote, right school for you is or what your dream college is or anything like that. It's, it can be really hard. So I'm so excited to, to dive into this. Awesome. Yeah. And I think something, you know, just uh, to piggyback on what you were saying, Elena, you were overwhelmed, but the cool thing about recruitment in the college admission space is that the student holds a lot of power in this process. So yeah. Colleges and universities want you. They're interested in getting to know you and they want you 
to like them. So hopefully we can flip the script a little bit so that students feel more empowered in the process and recognize that at this moment, you're holding the cards, you're in charge, institutions are, it's really up to institutions to articulate who they are and why they might be a good fit for you. They're excited to engage with you. I think that's so important to say off the bat because even in previous episodes, we've talked about that. Like you hold the cards just as much as you may want a college. It's really the college who wants you. So while we talk about this and we talk about um, different things that admissions officers are doing during recruitment season and all of that, know that you hold the cards and they're doing all of this to get you to go to their school. So the power is in your hands. Yes, for sure. So Liz, let's set the scene. What are admission officers doing during recruitment season? Sure. So recruitment season in college admission offices typically take place from August through November and again from March through May. Those are key times when institutions are really getting out on the road. They're hosting more events. They're looking to connect with students and supporters. However, important to note, colleges and universities are actively working to connect with students and supporters throughout the year. So really at any point in the year that you're interested in getting to know a school, they should be ready and have a lot of good information to share with you. During these times, admission officers are trying to reach you and tell you about their school so that you can see if you'd be a good fit. Again, they're hosting a lot of events. They're traveling all around the world to visit high schools, table at college fairs, responding to email outreach, posting on social, um, talking to parents and guardians on special virtual events, et cetera. So there's a lot of activity on behalf of institutions, again, to try to bring their story to as many students and their parents and guardians as possible. Yeah. So I, I know that you you said the recruitment seasons are August through November, and then it starts again, March through May. So I have two questions. First yeah. is November through March. I, I know that admissions officers are, are interested in getting students at all times, but is that really when they're kind of looking at the applications that they received? Yes, that's a great call out. So those blank months typically are when the admission officers are reading and evaluating applications, making application decisions, making offers of admission. So they will still be hosting information sessions, campus tours, virtual events, but they'll probably save their like big blowout events for fall and spring. They'll probably be saving most of their travel for fall and spring. And these are, when I talk about travel, we'll dig into this hopefully a little bit more later, but. Um, travel is when admission officers are coming to you. So they're coming to your high school, they're coming mm -hmm. to your community center, et cetera. Um, so those typically happen in fall and spring. But again, from November through March, they're available, but they're typically a little bit more heads down in reading applications and building a class for the following year. Okay. Okay. That totally makes sense. And then I have another question that just came to my head. But if I, were a junior versus if I were a senior, and correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but is August through November mainly for seniors, like current seniors trying to learn from colleges? And then March through May, is that really when juniors start to, they're the focus? Yeah, I would agree with that. I kind of liken this to, I think that if you have the time and energy, you can make your college search process a little bit iterative. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone goes to malls anymore, but here's my analogy. You're I'm always in the for, mall. Okay. You're looking <laughs> for something at a mall. Usually you're going to do a first pass. You're going to go like walk past all of the stores. You're going to see what's out there and be like, all right, I like this sweater at this store. I like this sweater at this store, but it's a little more expensive, et cetera. You're just getting a lay of the land. That's kind of what I think freshmen, sophomores, and juniors are doing up until summer of their junior year. They're just getting a lay of the land. They're looking at big colleges, small colleges, local, farther away, getting a sense of what they want. And then for seniors in the fall, it's time for that more targeted pass. This is when you're looking to make the buy. So similarly, if we're using our mall analogy, this is that time where, okay, I looked at sweaters in 10 stores. Now I'm going to the three stores that have my three favorite sweaters, and I'm going to be making a purchase. Again, I don't know if that analogy is relevant if people don't anymore, but think about it that way. So like, you know, from, you can start this as early as your freshman year, if you want, you don't have to save everything for junior year. Mm -hmm. If it's a college in your town, go walk around campus, just get a sense of vibe, do that window shopping, that casual ambient collection of information. I would recommend, you know, through spring of your junior year, and then get a little bit more serious and more targeted in fall of your senior year. Okay. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I I think that that's a really great way to kind of parcel it out over the course of high school versus it becoming senior year and being like, um, okay. So I don't know what I'm actually looking for. (laughs) Like if you can start that over the years, then you can get that idea. So that senior year, you know what you're looking for come August through November. Yeah. You're asking more targeted questions because you have a better sense of who you are. I think something I'm going to go off a little bit, but I think something that gets so missed in this admission process is the opportunity for students to figure out who they are and what they want. I think there's such a, such pressure Mm -hmm. placed on already knowing who you are and what you want. So if you can, as soon as you're a freshman, sophomore, junior year, start just putting yourself in different spaces or environments and asking yourself questions like, do I love being in big classes? Do I want to be able to walk around my campus? Am I interested in living at home? Do I want to be at a place with like crazy school spirit, et cetera? The more you can do that earlier on, the more tuned in you can be to figuring out what type of institution is a really good fit for you. If you know the type of school that's a really good fit for you by summer of your junior year, going into your senior year, you're in an awesome spot because then you can spend the next three months saying, okay, I know that I want this type of school. Now I'm going to get really serious about understanding those institutions in a more nuanced perspective. I literally could not be nodding more. (laughs) (laughs) I have said that on the previous episodes that I really thought I wanted a big school. And I thought that was one of those things that I thought like I was supposed to know that I want a big school, but how are you really supposed to know that if your high school classes are like between 30, really around 30 yeah. students, how do you know if you want to be in a big lecture hall with 400 right. students? You don't know until you go on visits and you start getting exposed to it. And then you can realize what you're looking for. Yeah. And the great thing about, you know, the past couple of years is you don't have to actually go places to get a sense of that. Yes. I think a real challenge in the past with college admissions is, if you didn't have a car or if you lived far away from someplace or you couldn't get out of class early, you couldn't get to that college campus to get a sense of feel and fit. But now colleges are doing so much work to bring their institution to you. 
through really dynamic virtual programming, through way better YouTube channels, through more dynamic <laughs> presence. Um, so I think they're doing a good job of meeting students where they are and trying to bring the vibe to you as much as you might be wanting to go get a sense of the vibe yourself on a campus. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. It's easier now more than ever to get a feel of a campus and a feel of a college without actually having to go there. So let's say using the same shopping like mall example, if I want to shop around at colleges, but I can't visit campus or I don't want to visit a campus, how can I get to know a school from the comfort of my couch? Yeah, there's a lot of great ways of doing that. So I would say put on a pair of cozy slippers, get comfortable, yep. and let's talk first about what schools are creating for you and want to share with you. So they're in a couple mm -hmm. of specific spaces and you can look for these spaces that might help drive your process. First, of course, is on social. So um, institutions are going to be busy on Instagram, on YouTube, and often other social channels. Lots of them have started having students do takeovers on Instagram and, and or TikTok. Um, and that's a really good way to get to know the students you would typically meet on campus if you were doing an official tour or a visit. These students are often employed by the admission office, so they're definitely going to be cheerleaders for their institution, right? Yeah. But they're still giving you a solid sense of the school from a student perspective. You know, when I was working at Bates, I was always really happy and excited to talk with students and parents, but they didn't want to hear from someone in their 30s who was like reading applications and writing emails. They wanted to talk to their contemporaries. So I would say like being on social and observing an institution on social is a really nice, easy way of getting to know your contemporaries, the student community. Um, for YouTube, some schools will have one account for the whole institution, while other institutions will have different accounts for different parts of the institution. So think about for a larger institution, one for admissions that will have videos on things like financial aid and application rounds and pro tips, another social channel for athletics, another social channel for dean of students, another for academics. So when you're on a school's website, I would always like go to the bottom of the page, you'll see the social icons, you can find their sanctioned channels, but also check and see what affiliated channels uh, those institutions have, especially again, if you're looking at a big institution. Um, a lot of those larger institutions put a ton of resources into creating really robust admission and financial aid specific YouTube content. Um, mm -hmm. And so sometimes they'll have their own channel. Yeah. So social is definitely one space where you could do, uh, you know, a lot of learning and getting to know an institution. Another space that you can get to know an institution is through virtual tours. So schools have put in the past five years, a ton of money and time into creating really gorgeous and dynamic virtual tours. They're like really well executed. There's opportunity to see students talking about their campus. There's tons of images. You can do 360 views of residence halls, dorm rooms, et cetera. If you are on SCORE, many schools will have these virtual tours available on their profile. So a nice way to get to know a school again is taking that virtual tour. Sometimes yeah. it feels like you're walking through campus. And if they don't have their virtual tour on SCORE, you can typically find those virtual tours by, you guessed it, Googling, type in the name of the yeah. school, type in virtual tour, and one's going to pop up. Yeah, Th those are game changers. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but both social and virtual tours, they they really are kind of game changers. Even with the separate YouTube channels, sometimes on Instagram, they'll have highlights on their page yeah. and it'll be 
the highlight for athletics or a highlight for the business school or highlight for whatever. And then you could go through their stories and see, you know, what the highlights are. Sometimes they'll put the student takeovers on there. And the virtual tours really, they are very different from when I was doing (laughs) virtual tours, which was literally not even that long ago. Like they just have changed them so much. And I, I love getting to see, like, I just look on for fun because I'm like, what does this college look like? What do the dorms look like? I want to know. <laughs> and usually it's like, yeah, it's like stepping into another universe. It feels very gamified. Um, usually you mm-hmm. can do a virtual tour in 20 to 30 minutes. So schools aren't going to belabor the process, but let's say you are interested in something specific like the arts or athletics, you typically have more options to explore buildings that are connected with those themes with the mm-hmm. virtual tour. So it's it's kind of a cool flip on the traditional tour experience um, because you can dig into spaces that might be more of interest to you. Yeah. The third way of getting to know schools from your couch would be events, virtual events. So mm-hmm. one of my absolute favorite new ads to score is searchable events. You'll, if you're on score, just need to navigate to the events tab and you'll see hundreds of events populate. And these events have a wide range. So think about school overviews, information on financial aid, information on applying, events specific to certain academic areas. Maybe certain schools will have a program for students interested in nursing or in business. There's actually a lot of really great content out there also that isn't super school specific. Um, Mm. So if you just want pro tips on writing your college essay or how to do well in an interview, a lot of colleges are putting events on that aren't specific to their institution, but are just general educational events for folks. Um, So if you're doing this and you're glued to your couch, not a problem. Instead of sifting through all of the events on score, you can now search on virtual events and see a lot of live and recorded happenings that you can plug into from the comfort of your home. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's a really nice ad to say, okay, like I see that score has, you know, 500 events populated, but I'm at home. It's Thursday night. I'm stressing about college. I want to get to know institutions better. Great. Hop on to score, go to the events tab, filter on virtual events and tune in to some type of programming, either live or recorded. It's a really fun way to get to know a school. Yeah. Um, another really interesting layer is you can now search by specific areas of interest. So again, if you want to get a sense of what it would be like to study the arts in college, you can search on that tag and see a bunch of events pop up that focus on those areas. This is pretty next level. You used to have to go to specific school websites, dig for virtual events. It was right. really hard to find ones that were tailor to your specific interests. So I'm really pumped that SCORE is aggregating tons of event information to make it easier for you to find things that are particularly interesting to you. So again, you have time to window shop, get a sense of things. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, honestly, the epitome of window shopping, because like you said, you could filter for virtual events and then look up a certain interest and then see all of the colleges that are hosting events that, that they're promoting with those interests. Like you said, you used to have to go to certain colleges and then find their events page, but how do you know what colleges to look for if you don't know what colleges you're interested in? Hello. So I love that. And the other thing too is because the colleges put their events on score, you still have to click to register on the college's page. But that starts putting your information onto the college. Like 
they'll see that you expressed interest in an event. Is that right? Like that, that kickstarts the college seeing that you're interested in having that demonstrated interest over the years. Yeah. And I think you guys have touched on this in other podcasts, but um, you're exactly right, Elena. So when you find an event on SCORE, then we'll send you to the institution's page to register. And that is a really clear indicator to admission offices that you're genuinely interested in their institution. Schools Mm -hmm. want students who want them. So while demonstrated interest isn't considered at every institution, um, something to keep in mind, a way of saying, yeah, I like you and I'd like to get to know you a little bit better. And sometimes that can help in the admission process. Yeah. It's literally like flirting. It is. (laughs) That's a good way of putting it (laughs) in a very academic way. (laughs) Yeah. Academic flirting. (laughs) Okay. So I feel like that's really helpful. Social channels, virtual tours, things that are kind of coming from the schools themselves and are on channels that are from the schools themselves. But what about like an insider perspective? How can you get a more authentic sense of a campus? Right. Yeah. And like you noted, the institutions are putting this information out. So in my previous job, I was like making sure that all of our content felt appropriate and readable and understandable which is great, but sometimes uh, content can lose a little bit of flavor in that process. So this is my top pro tip. This is not going to like change the world, but I always recommend going to an institution's Instagram account and then see who they are following. Typically institutions are following prominent clubs and voices from across campus. And these accounts are typically less regulated by the institution. So Mm -hmm. let's say you're interested in music, find the Instagram account for some campus bands or an acapella group. Those accounts are going to give you a better sense of the vibe of that club, that organization, that community on campus. And then they'll also usually lead you to other social platforms. So you can go down a rabbit hole of watching performances, checking out videos, seeing where alumni are, et cetera. I did this just the other day. I was getting to know a college that I'll be partnering with. And I went to their official Instagram page, which was lovely. But then I saw that they were following a specific academic department. And this is in the sciences. I'm not a science person, but I went to that academic department and their Instagram was hysterical. It was so fun and joyful. (laughs) And I felt like I got to know the school so much better by seeing these professors and their students being passionate about what they were studying, but also goofing off and having these like really fun study sessions. So again, I would say, go to the Instagram account, see who they're following and do a follow. You're going to come across some stuff that's like definitely not sanctioned. Um, Don't judge a school uh, by by what like the general students are putting on. You know, every school has like good things and bad things on their campus, but it will give you a much more authentic sense of the community than just looking at institutionally sanctioned pages. And related, you can use this method to get to know different academic departments. So, you know, I think it's a really nice tool to use, not only to get a sense of prominent voices or communities on campus, but again, a more organic, authentic version of those campus communities. Yeah, 100%. That's that's a really, really good tip. And you'll get to see certain departments or certain clubs can definitely have a a different voice than an institution's Instagram. Like they might have to be more official on the institution's Instagram. 
but those separate Instagrams, you can get more of that, that vibe of the campus. And yeah, you definitely might find like student run Instagram accounts. I used to follow um, a squirrel account that was uh, all the squirrels on campus, yes. it was like campus squirrels. And yeah. it was <laughs> it's this- squirrels like eating pizza in the dining hall, whatever. So, uh-huh. you know, I mean, you could probably learn something from that, but you know, maybe take it with a grain of salt. You do get to know like the quirkiness of a community. The school that I was talking about has a whole Instagram dedicated to ducks on their campus. And I love that, <laughs> like, like yeah. really passionate about the duck community. And it made this really exceptional, kind of academically intimidating college feel much warmer and more fun to me. Yeah. To say, oh, these students are like crushing it in their classes, but they also have a hysterical sense of humor. Um, mm-hmm. They like to live a little life. They're having some fun taking pictures of ducks on their campus. So, <laughs> squirrels, ducks, all of the animals, you know, you're going to come across <laughs> all sorts of things, but yeah, that's kind of what college is all about, right? Like exposing yeah. yourself to different environments and different things. And admission offices aren't always going to like start their information session talking about the obsession with ducks on campus or the party. Right. But if you want to get to know those things, do a little bit of digging. Yep. Yep. A little bit of digging. <laughs> I always support. (laughs) Okay. So those are really great tips for getting to know a college from the couch. When it comes to getting to know a college from the campus or even at your own high school, I know that you mentioned that reps from schools are traveling a lot during that peak recruitment season. Can you share more about what that looks like and how students can engage with reps? Yeah, sure. So in the previous institution I worked at, I would spend probably six weeks in the fall, maybe three to five weeks in the spring, packing up my suitcase and traveling all across the country and the globe to talk with students and their families. It was, if anyone's ever looking for a cool job and you like to travel, admissions is like such a great fit. So it was really fun to get to know those communities. So when I was traveling, I was meeting with students and families in primarily two distinct ways. So one way was through college fairs and college fairs, you're probably familiar with this, your high school or your community organization invites a ton of institutions to a space. Typically it's a gym. Usually it's loud. Usually it's on a Tuesday night, something like that. And everyone sets up their table. And this is where things are really old school, right? Mm -hmm. We set up our table. We put a banner out. We have paper brochures and we're ready to have conversations with students and their parents and guardians. And so, you know, Doors open at seven, students and parents and guardians walk in. And as an admissions officer, what you really hope is that folks don't feel nervous and that they just want to get in and engage because people who work in admissions are not shy and they're not mean. They're really nice. And as we talked about (laughs) earlier, they want to be recruiting you. So they want to be talking to you. This isn't going to feel weird like when you're walking again through a mall and someone wants to spray something on your face or straighten your hair, right? (laughs) Colleges aren't throwing that type of intense vibe, but they're like, hey, I work at a cool institution. You're looking for a cool institution. Get to know me. Get to know the school. Um, So that's like the basics of the, the, um, the college fair. My recommendation for crushing your college fair is to talk to people. Don't be scared. Don't be intimidated. A simple question that you can ask anyone is, 
Can you tell me a little bit more about why you choose to work at this institution or why you like to work at this institution? That's like a yeah. really nice, like low key way of getting to know what's special about a place and making a connection. And it can stop you from having that panic moment when you're standing in the gym saying, there are 200 schools here. I have no idea what to say to these people. Go. That's too yeah. intimidating. So just like keep that question in your back pocket and go and talk to folks. Also know that these admission reps are not judging you. I recently watched Never Have I Ever. And this- I love that show. And when the second you said college fair, I started thinking yeah. of Never Have I Ever. Okay. So the scene about the college fair, I was like yelling at the television because I'm like, love you, Mindy Kay. Like you're going to freak out an entire generation of high school students because she was so worried about the impression she was making for the admission representative. Yeah. Just know these admission representatives are talking to like hundreds of students a day. So don't feel like you have to wait in line and shake a hand. But if you do want to talk with someone, go talk with them and don't feel like you have to sell yourself in that moment. Yeah. College fairs are much more casual. They're a time to like get your questions answered, get to know folks. If you are really interested in a college, we talked a little earlier about demonstrated interests. Some institutions mm-hmm. track this. And at some college fairs, they'll either scan a barcode with your name on it to know that you came and talked with them, or they'll ask you to fill out a little form that said you came and talked to them. So if you're really passionate about a school and you know that they consider demonstrated interest, maybe you do wait in that line or you do grab that card and fill it out and say hi to the admission rep. That way they know that you came and said hello, you expressed interest. Um, But beyond that, don't feel like, again, from that scene in Never Have Ever, you have like two minutes to sell yourself to the admission rep at some super college. That's not what the the fair is about. The fair is about a little bit of window shopping. So again, college fairs, don't be intimidated by them. Go up to a rep, say hi. They don't bite. They're excited to talk to you ask them why they work there, and then ask them about things that you really love to do and if they have that on their campus. So if you're like, I love Ultimate Frisbee, go up and say, hey, can you tell me about your Ultimate team or what's the outdoor community like on your campus? And don't have your mom, dad, or grandparent do the talking for you. (laughs) That's my other recommendation. No, that's a good tip. This college is for you and your supporter might be like really jazzed and super excited recommend that you divide and conquer. Say, listen, I'm going to go down this aisle and look at all the schools that start with a T. Why don't you go down this aisle and look at all the schools that start with an R and we'll meet at the end of the night and talk about the schools that we really liked. So if you have a parent, a guardian, a supporter, that's like really being a little extra about this process, kindly suggest that you divide and conquer so you can do your own thing and find the schools for you. That's such good advice. Yeah. And keeping those questions in your back pocket, like it might be nerve. I I know we can say admissions officers won't buy everything, but if you are still nervous, which I understand, like having those questions in your back pocket, the, why do you work at this specific institution and something you're interested in, like ultimate frisbee or outdoor sports, anything like that. That's great. Just to gather information, have a chill conversation and have some questions in your back pocket to pull out. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Come up and say hi. The other type of way that I would connect with students during my travel season were through high school visits. Um, Mm -hmm. So this is when I would go as a representative of my institution. I would 
let students know ahead of time, hey, I'm going to be at XYZ High School at two o'clock. I'd get in my rental car, I'd drive over, I'd go through security, I'd check in with the college guidance counselor, I'd make sure I didn't have spinach in my teeth, and then I'd sit down at a little table and put my brochures out, and students who were interested in getting to know my institution a little bit better would come and talk to me. So this is a much more like intimate, engaging experience than the college fair. The college fair, again, is like more of a cocktail party vibe. The high school visit is more of like getting coffee with someone. And sometimes your admission rep will bring coffee if they're allowed to have it, uh, because Ooh. rest assured, they'll be tired at this point in the year. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> during these high school visits, again, it's your chance to get to know the school a little bit better. Reps will come prepared to share more about their institution, but it's always a good idea for you to know a little bit about why you're stepping away from your class to come and talk to the, this admission rep. So typically you'll want to engage with high school visits a little bit farther on in your process when you're like, yeah, I'm narrowing it down to like 10 different schools. This is what I'm looking for. So at these high school visits, you know, it can be a small group, it can be a large group, um, but the rep will be sharing a little bit more about the institution. And then you'll have opportunities to ask some pointed questions. Just like with the college fair, reps will usually record if you are joining them, whether it's by like mm -hmm. something, checking you in, having you fill something out, always worth filling that little piece of paper out if you can. Yeah. And then you can have a chill conversation. Same question that you used in the college fair will work just as well for high school visits. Tell me a little bit about why you work here or what's your favorite spot to eat on campus or what club is super cool or what's a tradition that you really love? Those are all good questions yeah. to know about a specific institution rather than something really general and broad. So if a college that you like is coming to your high school, see if you can get out of your class and join that visit because it'll be a nice chance for you to see yes, the admission rep like is nice. They're going to give you their email address. They're going to offer to connect with you. You're going to have a good chit chat. And then hopefully the student walks away from that experience being like feeling a little more confident, a little more excited about the institution. And then also like they've made a connection with someone so that later on in the admission process, if they have a question about the application or financial aid or want to get in touch with a professor, they've got someone they can connect with. Oh, I talked with Liz on Tuesday, um, I have her business card. I'm going to email her and ask her if she can put me in touch with someone in the biochem department, something like yeah. that. So, yeah, another good way of getting to know colleges um, and a bit more of a targeted way of getting to know colleges would be those high school visits. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are really great opportunities to make one-on-one -on -one connections, whether it's something like the college fair or a high school visit. And just kind of to have a casual conversation with the rep, not you know, too casual, obviously, but like casual as <laughs> yeah. in, it's not like you're pitching yourself and this is your only shot. Yes. Your application is when you really, you know, do the whole pitch thing. This is like a personal connection. Super duper call out, Elena. I think what makes students so nervous to engage with reps on the road is that they feel like it's a high stakes situation and it's yeah. not. As long as you're not a total jerk, the rep's going to be jazzed to meet you. Yeah. My recommendation of a don't, don't ask your rep, why should I go to your school? <laughs> um, in like a sassy way. I've had that happen a couple of times. Where like, <laughs> why, why should I pick your school? And I was like, we don't have to, like, if, if this isn't a good fit, don't worry about it. Um, so <laughs> that would be my only, like, maybe just don't be like too sassy or demanding. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, 
So <laughs> that's what travel season is for reps. It's, you know, admission folks getting out on the road, driving rental cars all across the country, answering emails at night, waking up early so they can be in your first period class and talking to you. So it's a really fun and invigorating time for admission officers. It's really tiring, but it's so super cool to get to know high school students and their communities. So again, remember these reps want to get to know you um, in the process. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then Liz, I was wondering, so those are kind of opportunities where the college is coming to the high school. What if a student's interested in visiting a school? How should they go about this? Yeah, getting on campus is an incredible way of getting a sense of a school. And we talked about some really nice ways that you could do that virtually. Um, but again, in-person can be super as well. Vibe can sometimes be hard to translate over screens. So if you can make mm. it to campus, awesome. If not, no big deal. Similarly on SCORE, you can search for events and filter for events based off of in-person or on-campus events. So mm -hmm. if you are looking to like go on your first college tour, go to SCORE, find a college near you, do a little search, see if they're hosting any events. If you are interested in visiting a school, I would recommend registering for your visit. So there's two benefits to that. One, you're going to be getting a strong overview of the campus through like a school sanctioned program. And two, to our earlier points, you'll be letting the school know that you're interested. Again, yeah. this doesn't matter at every school, but it's not bad to keep in mind. You might also be meeting the person who will be reading your application. And then mm -hmm. actually like a third little thing, some schools will feed you lunch if you register, which is always a bonus in my mind. Uh, so Whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah giant buffets, yes. I'm a big yes on that. I definitely want that. <laughs> Nothing better than a college cafeteria. So definitely if you get a chance to visit campus, go ahead and register. Yeah. And I, I do want to call out to the events on SCORE. That would be like a great, you could do an event that you find on SCORE. You could do a campus tour. You could do both. But yeah. um, the tours, you would really register with the college themselves. That won't necessarily be listed on SCORE. Actually, a lot of our college partners have started listing their tours on really? SCORE. Yeah. So you'll see in addition, yeah, in addition to like, you know, spring open house or fall application workshop day, you'll also see Monday through Friday, we host tours at nine, one, and three. So oh, that's great. concept. you'll see that information and then we'll push you to the institution's website where you'll go ahead and register. Um, and that's actually like a great segue into talking about the different options for visiting. Mm -hmm. So the first is a regular tour and information session. Doors are the most commonly understood thing. It's a really good way to get to know a school. They're typically hosted by a student and you, as you might've guessed, tour around campus. Um, so they're a really fun way to see academic buildings, dorms, dining halls, all while hearing about the personal experiences of your student tour guide. Um, mm -hmm. Really important part. One other thing to note with tours is typically they have accommodations for people with physical differences or hearing differences. So always check out the website or give the office a call if that applies to you. Mm -hmm. um, these tours are typically coupled with an information session. So you can think of this as story time for college goers. Um, typically, <laughs> a member of the admission team will present their institution to students and their supporters. And these information sessions really vary depending on the institution, but they most often include some 
baseline information about the school, the history of the institution, unique factors about it, pride points, and typically some suggestions around the admission and financial aid process. This isn't going to be like a in-depth dive into a specific academic area of focus. It's going to be a bit more broad, but it will give you a really solid foundation for the institution um, and give you a better sense of why is this small school different from this small school than this small school. You'll walk yeah. away from your information session being able to answer that question. And typically information sessions usually leave time at the end for a question and answer session. Uh, my favorite question, same thing as it is for the college fair. Why did you choose to work here? It's a good, easy yeah. one. Um, so I would definitely recommend if you're getting to know a school, do those baseline things, participate in the info session, participate in a tour. That's a good first pass way of getting to know a school. And then finally, in addition to those types of pieces, we, we touched on this a little earlier, but many schools have big campus events throughout the year. They're definitely concentrated in the fall and spring, but they are sprinkled throughout the year. Um, and these are events for the school's really pull out all the stops. So in addition to tours and info sessions, they might also have classes you can sit in on, specialty tours on things like arts or athletics, unique presentations on specific departments on campus like the sustainability department or DEI initiatives, different games that you can enjoy, ice cream trucks, handshakes with the president, you name it. They're usually very festive. Um, I always loved working our open houses because you got to see a little glimmer of what next year's class may be. And the campus gets super fired up to host people. It's like the difference between having your friend over for movie night on a Friday night and like having a giant festive gathering on a Saturday, <laughs> right? Um, so, um, yeah, it's people really pull out the stops. They have fun. And it's a really dynamic way of seeing an institution. If you're yeah. not sure where to start, Go hop on score events, select in person to find and register for one near you. Just rip that bandaid off, go to a campus, get yourself on campus, get a lay of the land. Going to campus might feel intimidating at first, but just know that no one in there is there to judge you. They're just there to show you a little slice of their world to see if you like it. Yeah. Oh, Liz, I love that. That totally is it. It's it's just a little slice of the world if you like it. Same yeah. like we said, you have the power as the student. So you're just as much deciding if you like the college or, or the institution. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Yeah. Liz, before we close out, any final thoughts, any final tips for this? Yeah, well, related to what you just said, Alina, I hope that students can have some fun with this part. The biggest bummer in my job in admissions was seeing how stressed out they would get through this process. When in reality, they're often in control of it. And mm -hmm. it can be really fun and exciting to shop around, to see what your next four years might look like. There's so much noise out there and there's a big piece that gets lost. I think often students don't have the opportunity to turn inward and think about who they are, how they like to learn, what types of people they like being around, what settings make them smile and more. So my challenge to any student listeners here is this, rather than fully run from the noise of the information that is out there, take control of it, own this process and try to like shift the narrative and make it a little bit more fun. So explore, dig around, sit in on sessions, fall down YouTube rabbit holes, follow someone who follows someone who follows someone, etc. This window shopping might feel a little aimless at first, but you really are working towards having a better sense of what's out there. And most importantly, what's interesting to you. 
no school is perfect. But if you have a better sense of what's out there and what you want, even if the what you want is to not pick a major, you're going to mm-hmm. land in a place that will be a good fit for you. So enjoy it, have fun with it and know that, you know, you can be in control of this process. Oh my goodness, Liz. I 1 million percent agree. That is advice that I wish that I had when I was going through this. I was someone who was so overwhelmed by all the information that's out there. And I felt like I needed to know it all. I needed to know everything about all the colleges that I could possibly be interested in. But this is a much more fun way that still gets you to the same result of finding a college. Like you said, sit in on sessions, register for college events that are going on near you or virtual, anything like that. Fall down the YouTube rabbit holes. I think the the advice that I wish I could give my past self is like, you don't need to know everything. The information isn't going to hurt you. Falling down to a rabbit hole is not going to hurt. Like, and it's also not wasted time. I think that other piece is like, you will still be picking things up and getting a better sense of things in the process. If we could bring it back to the early nerdy analogy of shopping, you might go to the mall knowing that you want a sweater, but you might not know exactly what type of sweater you want. But by doing that first lap of all, you know, 15 stores, you narrow it down. And by doing that second lap of like three more stores, you narrow it down. And by the end, you're like, yeah, I want this sweet fisherman's cable net, whatever. I love <laughs> yeah. the noise, like looking at the fisherman cable nets. You'll have a sense of it. So kind of same thing here. Like do your laps, gather information, have fun with it. Don't feel like you have to know exactly what you want right away. By exploring, you trust yourself, you will figure out what you want. Um, And it might be a bunch of different things, but you'll have a better sense of um, what might be a good fit for you in the process through it. (laughs) Snaps, snaps, Liz. Yes. No, I totally agree. And I feel like that's just really, really great advice. So I hope if you're listening and you're in the same boat that I was, you're in a different boat, that you have fun with this and that you enjoy exploring these colleges and hopefully take some of these tips with you. Liz, thank you so much for all of your advice today and for sharing your expertise. Thanks so much for having me, Elena. It was a real pleasure and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks so much, you too. And students, follow us on Instagram at score inc at S-C-O-I-R-I-N-C for more tips like this. Bye.